This is Arthur Bush. You're listening to Radio Free Flint. I'm your host. And we're on tour. Radio Flint is on tour. And we started our tour about a week and a half ago. And the first stop was Ogemaw County's Johnson Lake. Johnson Lake is a special little place. Not too many people on Johnson Lake. Great spot for hunting. I went to Johnson Lake to test out my new truck camper. You know, the kind that you put in the bed of the truck and roll down the road. Well, I tell a story in the next episode, or the last one, I can't keep it straight. But in any event, I bought a a pickup truck and a truck camper, a KZ Sportsman, decked out with a bathroom, kitchen, refrigerator, table, and a uh, horseshoe dinette, perfect for Charlie. He takes a lot of naps, you know. So we took off, my daughter and I, to try it out. Camper sleeps three, has a bunk, dinette, and uh, and a bed over the over the cab. Pretty comfortable. We've got air conditioning and heating. We have a digital high definition TV screen with an antenna on the roof that sticks way in the heck up there in the air. My first big lesson about RV truck camping was watch out for the branches overhead. Sure enough, heading down the little trail to the lake, uh, the antenna got snatched by a branch and it grabbed a piece of my antenna right off. No problem. We got that corrected. We were just going to try the camper out to see if we could you know, work out any bugs that we might have with it. And all said, we have a big battery here and do off-the-grid camping or boondocking, as they call it. And uh, so we brought a little cooler to accompany us, as well as the refrigerator. Uh, that is propane, so we have, we have food, stove, oven, refrigerator, off-the-grid as well as lights for the camper. So we're all pretty set. We uh, camped on a perch there overlooking the lake and it rained both nights we were there. So what I learned was that truck camping can be kind of a noisy experience in the middle of the night. Needless to say, um, I slept through it all. I woke up and, and we had really a nice time. We did a lot of walking and hiking and Charlie went through the woods. Of course, we seen a few deer and so on. And then we moved along for what was going to become uh, quite an adventure because I wanted to traverse the entire Michigan shoreline, at least on the east side, along the Lake Huron coast. So the next stop was going to be Tawas Point in Tawas, Michigan. 
The Tau West Point Lighthouse is an infamous and well-known landmark for those that are raised in the Saginaw Valley, eastern portion of Michigan. And uh, one of the things that uh, I like most about Tawas is that I've been going there since I was a little boy. My parents took me to Minnie's cabins. Of course, all auto workers there in Flint didn't have the money to buy cottages in the day. So they would rent these little lakeside cottages. And I remember across from Minnie's cabins was this fabulous miniature golf place where and go-karts they had go-karts too another good thing for little kids and of course they had a great beach and they had sunshine and they had July not a bad combination and of course my dad liked to fish and so did we and in those days they used to have fishing charters for perch right out of Tawas and Augre. Augre is south of Tawas and it's a great spot for fishing. And uh, so, anyway, we would get a charter and go, and there'd be, you know, 10, 12, 15 people on these boats catching perch. And sometimes, if you got into a hole out there in the lake, or in Saginaw Bay, you can catch two perch at the same time. What a thrill for a little guy. And my sister Pat, brother Michael, we had a great time in El Grey. But Tawas had the beach and uh, the cabin, so uh, that's where we like to stay. But the fishing was pretty good, and I remember we catch a bucket of fish. And what I didn't like about fishing in those days was that we had to clean them. So that, for a youngster, was not the not the best part of vacation, was cleaning a bucket of fish. But, nonetheless, my mom knew how to cook them. That was good. So, over the years, uh, I got to know Tawas pretty well, and I had friends who had, who had family in that area and so on. And then I had friends later in life that lived there and I would visit, especially out at Tawas Point. And in the more recent years, um, they've developed a a bike trail from southern part of um, Tawas to uh, Alabaster, what they call the Alabaster Bicycle Trail. And it goes along US 23 past Douglas Drive where there are other Flint people living there in that beautiful stretch of road and the beach there and so uh, my sister and I my brother in the last few years have taken a trip or two down that trail and it's and they've become quite fond of it um so biking in that area has improved. I always wanted to do cross-country skiing in the Tawas area, but just never had a chance. Um, so we went to Tawas Point where, over the years in visiting, some friends of mine who live in the little Coast Guard village next to the state park where the lighthouse is, uh, we used to take the kids to the beach there and 
It was a great spot. Uh, last few years, the water levels in the Great Lakes have really been high from wet winters. And so there's been a, a tremendous amount of erosion on the beaches. And to the extent that Tawas Point is becoming smaller and smaller. And as I said earlier, Tawas Point uh, juts out into Lake Huron about a mile. So the climate can be in the, in the middle of summer, 10 degrees colder on the point. What's interesting is that it's in, a, in, in the flight pattern of the migratory birds. And so Michigan, which of course has one of the one of those one of those it's one of those places where birds migrate from Canada and it's like a super highway for migratory birds and Tawas Point is kind of right in the way where the birds are coming down the coastline and they don't generally like to go back over the open water too far out from shore so they, they get a lot of people a lot of birds stop and take a breather at Tawas Point so you can find all kinds of it's a bird watcher's paradise the climate's different there's birds there's a great beach but now the beach is eroded and even to the extent that they've had to close down uh, buildings there on the beach and uh, if you look at the Tawas Point lighthouse it was built in a day when the water actually came right up to the to the lighthouse. Of course, it's quite some distance away now, but it's not the first time that it's flooded in that area. Our campsite was pretty cool, a little soggy nearby, but we were right there on the path. They had lots of, of hiking paths so you could explore the point, which uh, is undeveloped, other than the little trails and of course Charlie he gets into it and uh, had a nice time there visiting the beach although it's quite shocking to see the beach that he used to hang out on be underwater and the trees starting to fall in and the parking lots getting underwater and the concession building is closed and all of that but truck camping got off to a good start Tawas Michigan not a bad spot uh, we did a little shopping in Tawas, which I'll tell you about in a few minutes. And then my next stop along the way, my daughter had to go back to work. Um, but I continued my, my adventure up the coast. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Here's a message from our sponsor. And my daughter and I moved along. And we woke up and we enjoyed the, uh, the Tawas Point shoreline, what we could see of it, because there were a lot of hiking trails there. We, and, and the last time I'd been there, uh, we actually saw a pack of deer, herd I guess is the word, on that trail. So we made it back home, and I set off again by myself, this time to Asanaki uh, State Forest Campground. What a magnificent place this is near Alpena, and it uh, and, and I pulled into this place, and it just seemed to take forever to get back to the to the lake from the US 23. 
an Asanaki, a marvelous beach. Actually, it was nothing like uh, Lighthouse Point in Tawas. Um, oh, one story I missed about Tawas I wanted to tell you. This is a Ben Franklin. My daughter and I, uh, the weather was getting a little punky. So we decided to go in town and check stuff out and do some knick-knack shopping like all good tourists of Michigan would do. And we went to the Ben Franklin, which in the past I had enjoyed shopping and I walk in there and right in your face is like two aisles in a, in a section of the store in Trump regalia, Trump flags, Confederate stuff, all kinds of offensive things. And I thought, my oh my, what a country we've become. Or the Ben Franklin now has become hawking, uh, hawking the 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 articles of the of the cult, and everything was Trump. And I thought, well, I guess that's an advertisement for no Democrats wanted in this store. So I told my daughter was in the middle of <laughs> trying to get something, and I said, well, I think it's time for us to go. Um, she looked at me a little disappointed. I get outside. She says, what's up with that? And I said, didn't you see all that stuff? I said, I'm not giving those people any money. So I walked down, skipped down the road, uh, only to find, uh, a French press mug, uh, to make coffee. I said, I didn't have a coffee maker and it's actually a thermos with a French press that you can have. It's a travel, travel mug. That you make your coffee in and, and drink out of it all at the same time. Anyway, with that bit of trivia, I'm sure you're not very interested in that story. But I made it to Asanaki on the shores of Lake Huron. And what a great place. I had nearly the whole park to myself. Um, a Chuck Camper sitting there. I, I placed it so that when I woke up in the morning, I could see the sunrise coming off of uh, Lake Huron. And uh, what a marvelous, marvelous place. I can't highly recommend it enough to you. Then um, I, I moved along uh, high winds. I was a little concerned about my truck camper blowing off the back of my truck, but it seemed to be quite sturdy. And I made it to Sheboygan State Park about an hour down the road. Again, on Lake Huron. But I think I'll pass on that park in the future. It was sort of a muddy little ruddy road with all kinds of big deep potholes. It reminded me of Flint. And uh, people were packed in this place with these big rigs like sardines. And I walked back to the end of my little rented piece of of land only to see that there was no beach because it had been washed out. But it looked like there were miles of wild rice, a story which I just I just did a story on wild rice with Barb Barton not long ago, an episode here, a podcast episode. Uh, so it was kind of fun to see the, it probably was just a bunch of grass along the, the edge of the lake, but uh, nonetheless it had its own beauty even without the beach. But I felt kind of sad for the fact that all these people are all cramped into this little place with this little mud hole, and they were not able to walk on the beach of Lake Huron. That was pretty amazing. 
Anyway, I picked up sticks. Took off, went to Sheboygan. Uh, went through Sheboygan. And after a few of these Great Lakes, uh, Lake Huron side towns, you begin to get the idea that they all look the same and the developers back in the day built the same house with the same plans. And uh, uh, although they were cute and they were interesting, um, they still had a vibrance to these little cities along the shoreline that was quite remarkable. In any event, I, I'm rambling on here a little bit about uh, Michigan and how lucky we are to be here, even if it is, gets chilly. And fall is one of my favorite times of year, by the way, um, especially along the shorelines with the, with the trees. And I, I would like to say to all of you, uh, I appreciate all the support you've given me in my podcast. Uh, we have an audience that's growing uh, an audience from across the the nation and uh, across even the world to some extent. The second most listened to uh, country who listens to these podcasts is in Ireland. I have a fan base there now, I guess, uh, which always, which as my mom would say, that tickles me. Uh, but in any event, I do appreciate uh, the... the um, the comments that you've left me uh, on Facebook. Uh, I hope that you uh, enjoy uh, the podcast of my travels because I intend to continue to travel and tell stories. Uh, this is only the first. I'm sure I'll do some research in the future so that I give you something more interesting than my own musings. Uh, so take care. Uh, and wherever you are, uh, whatever you're going to do today, I hope that it's fun. I hope it takes you away from the divided world that we see on our TV screens uh, and that uh, you'll get up and go. So take care. This is Arthur Bush. You're listening to Radio Free Flint. Goodbye for now. Water turning brown, my water turning brown. Why does my baby cry at night? Baby cry at night, my baby cry at night. Dog is turning round and round, turning round and round, turning round and round. Kid is lying on the ground, lying on the ground, is lying on the ground. Poison in our hands Twelve by six feet under 
poison in their brains, poison in their brains, poison in their brains. Skin has rashes all around, rashes all around, yes, rashes all around.